Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Red Men News. It is Tuesday, apparently. Uh, I'm Paul Machen. I'm joined by Jack Gill for this one. We've got a whole host of topics to get through today. But uh, just to let you know, the show and podcast is brought to you in association with The Athletic. Head to theathletic.co.uk forward slash news to start your seven-day free trial. You'll also receive 50% off your yearly subscription to The Athletic, the new home of football writing. Uh, one topic that's come up from this, they've actually done some really interesting stuff. It's mad that, you know, obviously there's a lot of, there's one or two big topics that are dominating football, but what the guys at the Athletic are doing is obviously going a little bit deeper, finding some more interesting, some more lighthearted stories. And this one, um, and uh, a little bit of a chat with Michael Beale, who obviously we know is associated with Gerard up at Rangers now, but was this, uh, was the under uh, 18s manager. Is that right, Jack? Just throwing you under the bus with that one. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> uh, he says, anyway, Trent makes me smile. Every time I see him play, I just think, wow. Um, I've seen him grow and get better and better and better. I thought he would break through and eventually take Nathaniel Klein's shirt. Now I think he's the best in his position in the world. And that's the jackpot for any academy. It doesn't happen often. The challenge for Trent is to stay there for the next 10 years. It's interesting that, isn't it, Jack? Because, I mean, at first off, we, we all kind of know this, but, you know, there's a guy who, who was who will have been part of Trent's upbringing in the academy? You hear Neil Critchley talk about it a lot, uh, and how there's the, the academy kind of just needs to pay for itself. So you know they the, their aim is to have players get up to the first team, but it doesn't happen very often. More often than not, the biggest successes are just lads ending up in League One or in the Championship, or whatever. But Trent is the ultimate success story. <laughs> Brilliant, fantastic. <laughs> It the is. academy has, has, has produced so many gems um, over the years. And I think, obviously, um, there was a period of time between sort of Gerard and, and Trent where we weren't producing anyone. And then all of a sudden, Trent comes along. And I think, you know, everyone knows now that he, he is the best right back in the world. So I think, you know, to, to have the praise off of someone that has worked with you from a, from a young age is, is brilliant. And Trent will probably be very happy with the comments. 
Yeah, I like the the fact that he goes on to say, "I've known Trent since he was 14." There was a time as a moody teenager when he couldn't use a lot of words to articulate himself, but he's grown into a fine young man. Now, I, I do. I must admit, I always find that funny when you see these lads putting in like senior performances on the pitch. I remember this was John Flanagan the first time I met him, and he had he was just like a kid. He had absolutely nothing to say, but you know he was doing all right on the pitch at the time. Uh, anyway, we move on. We got some of the big topics to get through. Um, once again, obviously, big news stories dominate by if and when the football will return. Uh, the Daily Mail, a bastion of crapness, uh, has revealed um, the Premier League's ambitious plan to resume the season behind closed doors at the start of May in order to finish by July 12th to avoid TV contract rebates of up to $762 million. Uh, top line point to this, the Premier League are working on plans to restart the season in early May. Games will be played behind closed doors with season finished by July 12th. The campaign must be completed by July 16th to avoid huge TV contract rebates. Sky, BT and international right holders could demand as much as $762 million. Rules on weakened teams and squad sizes could change to make things easier. Um, what's your thoughts on this top line then, Jack? That date when the season needs to be finished by keeps going back and back and back, doesn't it? Like mm. several times it's the end of June, now it's July the 16th. I don't think anybody knows at the minute. I think people are clutching at straws and, and are desperate to to make news, if, I, if I'm honest with you. Um, personally, the longer the days go on, um, the more uncertain I am whether the season will be completed this year. Um, I'm not feeling too optimistic after the, the other day's news that this could be going on for, for up to six months. Um, but, you know, you've got to hope because I'm absolutely bored off my tits right now. So the only thing getting me through is that hopefully at the end of this, I'll see Jordan Henderson lifting that trophy. So uh, let's keep on to that hope and, and hope that we see it sooner rather than later. Mm. Yeah, so the Premier League's best case scenario of a May resumption stems largely from their obligations to and financial reliance on broadcasters who have a watertight three billion a year deal, which expires on July thirty first, with next season's deal kicking in the following day. And that's that's all the things. That's what a lot of this is going to stem down to is, of course, the financial ramifications. There will be a balancing act. You know of the of the the health issues, but you know when there's that much money at play, we've seen it in society. Money, money, generally speaking, comes first. But it is interesting. We did a little bit of this on yesterday's news show. For those of you who didn't watch that, um, talking about this this notion from a Miguel Delaney article on leaked papers that there could be a World Cup style event being held in the Midlands, which should be great for you, Jack. Of course, um, right down the road, you'd be able to go and listen over the fences to the yeah. air balls being kicked. Yeah, I'll go and I'll run round and, and see what I can get without being caught by the police for not following <laughs> lockdown rules. Um, but but yeah, I, th I think it's it's one of them situations at the minute where it's very difficult. The Premier League aren't going to be able to impress everybody. Um, so at this point, it's trying to impress as many people as they can and mm -hmm. find a fair result, um, which seems very easy for us, but I'm sure it's a lot harder behind the scenes. Mm. OK, we're going to move on then. The independents are saying uh, Premier League support to void the season grows, but legal minefield awaits if the EFL are cut adrift. Um, obviously, kind of stating around the fact that there's a couple of clubs apparently, you know, avoiding the season. It was an idea that two clubs intimated support uh, for the Premier League are being avoided, which is, of course, Karen Brady, who everyone absolutely fucking hates and with good reason. Um, and obviously, you've seen Harry Kane this week speaking out uh, and saying that, you know, the Michael a point where it has to be cancelled. We, of course, talked about that on yesterday's news show as well. Um, there's, so, there's a quote from someone on the Independent here, and it says, um, 
let's see, the season, the 2021 season, which is certainly virtually certain to be greatly truncated no matter what, would really just be the 1920 season restarted, making the entire enterprise somewhat farcical when eight months of it have already been played. All the resulting records of that period would be wiped. And it's a wonder, this person says, whether Harry Kane would feel the same if he was told all of his goals wouldn't count. Yeah, good old Harry Kane. Do you reckon he's considered? Here's the thing, Jack. And from a player perspective, and I think no players want to get uh, want to be unhealthy. Nobody wants to cause any problems. But also, it's often said that footballers have very limited careers. You know, there's only so many years you can play, even a football in general, let alone at the absolute top. Harry Kane's had consistent injury problems in recent, you know, in the last couple of seasons. There's 11 goals or whatever he scored this season. If he never gets them back, you know, that's a, you're losing a season of your career effectively. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's the whole notion, isn't it? And I c- completely don't understand. And listen, it might be because I'm biased and, you know, the the, the place Liverpool are in the league. Um, but I, I don't understand why you'd start a season, get to a point where you're nine games away for, from the end and then want to restart another season. I know there's loads of stuff going on in the world at the moment and nobody knows um, when it's going to be over. But at the end of the day, when all this is over, football is going to cha- uh, football is going to change massively, just like the whole world is going to change massively. So mm-hmm. I think you have to finish this season in whatever way you possibly can. And, and you know, there's so many other implications into it. So, Teams have already been throwing out the Champions League and, and would have lost money for for, for um, being kicked out of the Champions League early. You have all the implications of um, the EFL and points deductions. So it's going to be very difficult. You know, this is this is going to destroy some teams because obviously they've had a few months without gate money. Um, it's it's going to be very very difficult. But um, I think football has to come together and find the best possible result. We actually seen. We've actually not got the detail on this, but you will have, I'm sure, seen a number of the clubs from the lower tiers of football who are banding together to demand explanations from the FA for the why their seasons have effectively been voided. And it's interesting. And I think, you know, from the top end, we all looked at it and went, "Oh well, a sensible decision and a and a good consensus must have been come to." But you know, everyone from AFC Liverpool and South Shields to Hashtag United are all getting together on this to to demand uh, explanations and all that kind of stuff. So you know, it's certainly going to be a very very turbulence a couple of weeks and months but um, just to pick up a little bit more on the independence um, there's a quote here that says this is why the vast majority of clubs are determined obviously based on some of the stuff we've discussed earlier in the TV revenues and, and all that um, the majority of clubs are determined some sources would say desperate to complete the campaign all of the current top half teams are in that camp even if some of their supporters are not that in itself touches on the deeper complexity of this problem another point we touched on with a great thread from Rory Smith the other day uh, for all the fixation on Liverpool getting their title the real debate is lower down the table there lies the greatest argument against voiding the season because of the multitude of complications it would cause and the quote here says it really would be the worst of all solutions. Uh, if it came to it, no one in their right mind would vote against Liverpool being champions, but the bottom would be a mess. It would actually be more justifiable to void the season at the top than the bottom. Uh, it's also where, as the potential to get political, four bottom half clubs are said to be in favour of voiding the season because they feel that the money guaranteed from staying in the Premier League for another campaign will be greater than any money they have to give back to broadcasters. Um, yeah, Again, there's going to be a lot of selfishness and a lot of things that are going to be... Uh, going to be passed around in the coming weeks and we'll obviously be here when we know a little bit more on that um so let's move things on to a to a little bit of a couple of slightly lighter hearted articles uh harvey elliott jack 
uh, will be turning 17 this weekend, eligible to sign his first professional contract. Uh, but obviously, needless to say, the article is that there'll be some delay on it. It's no, it's for no reason other than the current climate. Jack, I have, Hi, Jack. I have no idea what you just said because the line went a bit funny. But um, it's I, obviously we we knew he couldn't have his his first team contract because because of his age and he's waited all season for this. Um, there's there's been so much news about Harvey Elliott over this past year, both good and bad. Um, you know, he really looks like we've got a really good, bright young player on our hands. Um, but we've also seen the the bad side of Harvey Elliott and the side that we sort of need to get rid of where. He desperately needs um, some form of media training to to get away from all this. Listen, he's still a kid and he's very much in the public eye at the moment. Um, so this is something that you, of course, are going to have problems with. Um, but I think at times, like, for instance, with, with what's recently just come out, I think Liverpool could probably handle him, him a bit better uh, and train him a bit better and, and, and protect him um, a bit better. Uh, because at the end of the day, opposition fans seem quite jealous that we've got such a gem on our hands. He's 16 years old and he's very, very close to the first team. And I think he is going to be an, an excellent player in the future. Absolutely. Yeah, really interesting stuff. Obviously, uh, if it was first professional deal, he could only sign a contract of three years, which is taking up to 20 years old. There's no doubt, according to the Liverpool Echo, that that will happen. Uh, and it's really interesting that they kind of they kind of wrapped this up and they said, as for a showcase of the winger's skills, look no further than his take on the toilet roll challenge that left supporters in raptures. The current global health situation may have put his career on pause for now, but Elliot is only just getting started. Sooner rather than later, a new contract will be signed and a another box ticked on an already burgeoning young career. Fantastic. Uh, and lastly, from us, uh, before we get to some of the comments, um, Maxi Rodriguez has revealed that he lied to Rafa Benitez in order to get his transfer move. Uh, he was basically conducting a, a, a pre-signing conversation on the phone with him in Spanish. Um, and Rafa said, he, and the player recalled, Rafa told me it was very important for everyone to speak English in the dressing room. He asked me if I knew how to speak the language. And I said, yes, of course, stay calm. Um, Cal Mate, I believe that is. Anyway, of course, I didn't want the negotiations to fail, so I told a little lie. When I arrived in England, there was a press conference and Rafa told me he would speak first and then I would continue. That was when I grabbed him and said, look, Rafa, I need to confess something to you. I don't know English. The only thing I know is how to say hello. Rafa said, you're a son of a bitch. Uh, but we were both laughing and afterwards I learned how to speak English. Um, absolutely fantastic. I love, I, I genuinely love this. Yeah, it's a brilliant article, isn't it? And I think it really sums up um, Rafa Benitez at the time talking in talking in Spanish. Um, maybe it was a conversation that he should have tried to start in in English um, if he wants to know whether a player can talk English or not. Um, but I, I think it's it's a brilliant article and definitely worth a read. Yeah, I like the idea of Maxi Rodriguez being sat by like um, freetranslation.com and like having to type out each sentence that Rafa says to try and work out what it is he can reply to. Yes. <laughs> Very good. My name is Maxi Rodriguez. I live in the north of Spain. Um, now, brilliant stuff. Uh, yeah, that's from the that's from the mirror. If you want to check that out, we'll put the links to the articles um, in the comments section. Get nod from Tom. That means that happens. Um, brilliant in the description as well. Um, yes, let's get to some of your comments, um, and then yeah, we we will dive into the things. Just a little note, actually, a couple of things coming up on the uh, Red Men, wider Red Men Network. Chris Sat 
down with Men in Blazers, Roger Bennett, uh, to do a, a really, really interesting podcast, uh, chat, sort of interview thing. That's on the redmentv.com. Highly recommend you go and check that out. Obviously, Men in Blazers have absolutely been killing it over in the States for a number of years now. And uh, something a little bit different from the usual wheelhouse of stuff that we have been producing. So that's there. And the Redmen podcast is back. Well, it will be back. We're recording it in about 55 minutes' time. That's going to be going on the main Redmen YouTube channel and on all good podcasts services as well so make sure you stay tuned for all of that anyway let's get to some of the comments ben Pryor with the blue super chat yes ben uh loving the content on the academy channel jack cheers thank you very much we've, we've obviously tried to do a video a day with all this going on um we'll do part three of the the youth uh, stars in the premier league to watch we're recording that later on so yeah we're just trying to do a video a day so if anyone has any ideas of any content we can do we're trying to do absolutely anything so so give me ideas um if possible amazing yeah check out the red men academy channel of course uh kay brennan on trent says uh trent's official market value is 99 million oh, that's interesting i wonder where he got that from uh stephen somerville it's great having trent's first choice uh, this young now hopefully we can get a backup to him in either Hoover or Nico I think Nico is that example that's the, the tricky situation with this isn't it Jack is that it's a brilliant thing you know Trent could go on and be Liverpool's right back for a decade or more um, but it does beg the question of how do you go about understudying and that's why having some having the likes of Nico Williams and Keanu Hoover is very is a very 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 promising situation Um because, yeah, you know, you don't, you can't really go out and buy someone. So having the next youth player could be very, very beneficial. Yeah, I think there was a period of time at, at sort of the start of the season where I was worried about, obviously, if Trent was to get injured, we'd, we'd have no one to slot in there that's, that's similar to Trent at all. You know, we saw last season Milner slotted in against Crystal Palace and we ended up uh, scraping that game 4-3. It was a very, very uh, interesting game. Mm-hmm. Um but the thing is, with Nico Williams, I think he's benefited from from the Euros being moved back a year. Um, I think, obviously, now he'll want to, to get a place in, in that Welsh squad um, to go to the European Championships. And it'll be interesting to see whether he goes out on loan next season. Um, I, I think he could do with regular game time and, and, and see if he can cement himself as a perfect Thunder City for Trent in the first team. Um, and uh, short term, if he is to go out on loan, I think... Kijana Hoover is is definitely capable to step up and, and, and be the understudy tip for Trent. Mm. Um, it has to happen. Excellent on the season starting again then. Volboy, uh, no way to know what's going to happen yet. All speculation, which is natural, but only time will tell. And Mr. A says, I'm sick and tired of hearing people's opinions on if the season should be null and void. The conversation is boring, agenda-filled bullshit. I had to unsub from AFTV because of it. Uh, and Ryan Taylor, if the season is voided, should ticket money be refunded if the season didn't happen? Yeah, these are all the, these are all the things that I... I can't see, and it's just, again, it's once more, I apologise to Mr. A because it's just a personal opinion. There's so many things in voiding the season that it'll, and it will boil down to money and all the legal challenges and all that kind of stuff. It's for, I think it's too messy. I think they've done it. You can see the kickoffs in the lower leagues now um, and they don't have the voice or the power of the top-level football club. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to see. And uh, on the Harvey Elliott stuff, Stephen Somerville again um, says, I've been really impressed with Elliott this season, only 16. Um, I would love the front three of him, Brewster and Sancho, if we had him in the side. They could be, you know, that's the thing about this, Jack. 
16 years old. But now Brewster's what 20 now, or there or thereabouts. Um, we've got you've got Curtis Jones as well, who's only only just in that bracket. We've got a bunch of really really young lads who aren't going to hit the peak. Harvey Elliott's not going to hit his prime for another seven years. Yeah, it's absolutely bonkers, you know, and and when you think about it, there was a period of time where Liverpool was struggling to push through young players and now all of a sudden we've got an amazing first team and and a a lot of young players coming through Um, and and it's brilliant because it gives more competition and, you know, some people may say it's more difficult for these youth players to to push through, but we've seen at times this season Jürgen Klopp is is very much willing to give these young players a chance and and he gets criticised for it, but I think it's brilliant and and we've seen several times this season, I'm, I'm sure we'll see it in the future, the likes of Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones, um, and I think it's only a matter of time before they get even more game time in the first team. Um, and, and I can't wait for it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so one small thank you very much to everyone for watching, for listening, for subscribing to the Redmen News YouTube channel. Do head to theathletic.co.uk forward slash Redmen News to get your seven-day free trial and your 50% off your yearly subscription as well. Make sure you head over <coughs> to theredmentv.com uh, and sign up to help us and support us through this very, very testing period. Just that makes us feel better about having to talk about the season being voided every single day uh, it's going to help us get through that and uh, yeah you can be a big part of what we're doing on the website as well other than that uh, Jack thank you very much thank you very much to Tom for the back of house and thank you very much to you guys at home for watching and listening we'll be back with more Red Men news tomorrow